All right, everybody, this is Oh Yeah, That's Great, Season 2, Episode 8. And today we're going to be talking about some of our favorite drinking songs. All right. Which uh, may turn out a little weird. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I have no idea what you're going to do. My name's Cody. That's Bill. Today's going to be a special episode. <laughs> All right. I don't think we've ever had a glass of whiskey on this episode, on this podcast. We've never done it. I normally drink light beer because I got a function. You have all the technical stuff you take care right. of while, while we're doing this. You, yes. You've got to man the ship. That's right. I got, I got to take care of business. Yeah. But when this podcast comes out, it'll be January 1st. Ooh. So last night was probably a, a fun night for a lot of people. So I thought, what a great uh, episode to, to put out. So yeah. you can listen to this podcast. The day when everyone's swearing it off for the rest of their lives. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. When everyone's like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, that was a mistake. It's poison. Until two days from now. Uh, but if you're listening to this, you're listening to it on Spotify probably. And you can listen to the music. Yeah. Um, you could be listening to, oh yeah, that's great. The remix version, which has no music. Mm-hmm. So either way, so let's say you're listening to this on Spotify, and you're like, I don't want to listen to all these dumb songs these guys are playing, forcing me to listen to. You could hit skip. You could skip. Yeah. Or you could go to a, your other favorite podcast platform and mm-hmm. listen to the episode with no talking. I will say. Or sorry, no music. Cody, I listened they to. They would prefer the no talking episode. I listened to. <laughs> it's called a playlist. I, uh, I listened to the podcast on Apple, and I it actually is pretty nice. I like that little, like, uh. The little bumper music little I bumper, got. Yeah, the bumper music in between. And yeah. I actually didn't miss the songs at all, probably because I know them all so right, well. Right, because we've already, yeah. Yeah, but like, I, uh, I I, like it. It's pretty seamless. It works out well. I like the little, it's green on there instead of red. Oh, white. yeah, I changed yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, however you listen to the podcast, whether it's uh, Spotify, Google, CastBox, Apple, whatever, be sure to support bands, support your local bands. Two weeks ago, we did an episode about local bands. Yep. Those bands, well, a little sale on Bandcamp can go a long way. It would buy them a round of drinks, or, yeah. or at least one drink. I yeah. don't know what their profit margin is. But tell me. Tell me if you're a, an older local band from Tempe, and all of a sudden you had like two or three new sales on Bandcamp. It would be big. You'd be like, where did that come from? It would feel great. It came from us. Yeah. So yeah, so today I thought we're going to do drinking songs. And in my mind, there's two ways to look at this, right? And I went with the basic way to do this is, because a lot of times when I'm drinking and i listen to music Mm -hmm. i'm kind of like in my feelings and i don't uh, obviously because i've had a couple i don't remember so i had a hard time thinking of songs that i like to drink to okay well yeah because the memory's not there so i ended up looking at like lists like googling lists of of drinking songs yeah so like a lot of my a lot of my polls are have to do with drinking Oh yeah, not yeah. not what I not what I listen to when That's I'm what I drinking. Did too. Okay, I did that too because I was thinking about you know because to me a Steely Dan record is a perfect drinking record and they're not necessarily talking about booze and everything. Right, song, right, right, right. So so we're kind of on the same page and yeah. it's like these are songs about drinking. It, yes, and we I have a feeling we might double up at some point here, okay. at least band wise. And I thought it would be funny. We normally don't do this, but since it's a it's an episode you're supposed to get a little happy with. We're just going to, whatever our lists are, we're going to play them even if we double up. Okay. Does that well, sound fun? That sounds fun. I, I'm excited to hear what you what you chose. Yeah. So uh, I want to go out. Wait. Yeah. I want to go out on this one, so I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, do you have six? I do. Okay. Yeah. So I'll let you go first so that we go out on my song, which is a kind of a good 
we're getting out of here, so. All right, so yeah. I, I wanted to start off with beer because that was my first introduction to alcohol, drinking beer on my dad's lap. Yep. Nothing's better. See, when I got old, so when I was little, I used to always like to have a sip of my dad's beer. Lovely. And I mean, I, I'd give my kids sips if they wanted it. Um, but then I, as I got older, I used to play it off because I didn't want my parents to know how much I was drinking in high school. So like, I, like, <laughs> you, I, I, you I, didn't I, want to put a key in the bottom right. of the girl. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Chuck your old dad your dad's beer like one gold. Right. So like I would ask, like, oh, can I get a can I grab Shotgun. a beer? Can I grab a beer or like a wine cooler or whatever's in the fridge? And mm-hmm. they'd be like, Well, you're not going out, so that's fine. But I would I would often drink half of it and then just be like, oh, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. So that they would think that I didn't drink a lot. Oh, that's like clever. I was trying to play the smart young man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, uh, I, to this day, uh, when I take a lager, like cause my dad drank like Pabst Blue Ribbon uh-huh. or, or Old Milwaukee a lot. Yeah, it's kind of essentially what we're drinking now. Yeah. It would always be like on a fishing trip or something. And uh, he would let me taste it. And to this day, if I drink a beer like that, I like it, but I, I want it stronger. So there are good beers that have that same vibe, but it's like enhanced. It's like on, it's like stereo. Right. I love that. Like Red Stripe used to be like that. Like uh, before they changed formulas, they got sold or something. But the first time I had Red Stripe, I think Steve pointed it out. He's like, wow, this is what a beer tastes like when you're a little kid. And you try beer. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. And it always had that vibe. So I'm always kind of looking for that when I go to a brewery. Right. Yeah. See, I, I'm I'm kind of getting off breweries lately. I would rather just have Natty Lights. Well, you don't want to pay $10 for a beer every time? Tell me about yeah, it, bro. Are you, a cheapskate? <laughs> I am a cheapskate. Uh, all right, so well, well, hold on. Speaking of beer, I actually yeah. was thinking about beer because I went out. Uh, I went to the Ren House last week with my friend Carlos a couple weeks ago, and Carlos is a microbiologist. He's really into this stuff, and he was telling me that a lot of people theorize that agriculture was basically conceived of to make beer. Got to grow the grain to make the beer. Yeah, that was way more interesting and important to people than like growing beans. So it's like, so he, a lot. Right, he, so it wasn't about, it was about nomads wanting to drink, not nomads wanting to farm. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, so this whole idea, this isn't like an, a left field theory. This is like pretty much what a lot of people, they're pretty sure this is it. They were like, they stumbled upon some kind of gruel with, uh, and it gets them a little bit drunk. And they're like, we need more of that. Let's start working in the fields. Right. <laughs> Let's make this happen. Yeah, it is. And it, like mead is older than agriculture. Like I think they were making mead before they were, before they were, farming was normal. They, okay. So, um, I, I got this off of a, a beer website. Ooh, I don't know. I don't build, remember which build one. did some research. I actually did. I was curious and they have record of people, uh, being paid in beer 5,000 years ago. Like that's, that's in the historical record. Um, Epic of Gilgamesh, uh, the monster drinks seven pitchers of beer in that book. <laughs> And then he like, then he gets real happy and starts singing. Yeah. Well, we all do. <laughs> so then I also wanted to look up who, who drinks the most in America. What, what state do you think drinks the most beer? Wisconsin. North Dakota. According not, to this website. Not far off. I mean, what beer else info. are you going to do? Yeah. Beerinfo.com right. says North Dakota drinks on average per person over the age of 21, 45.8 gallons of beer. Yeah, what else are you going to do? A day. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else are you going to do besides get pregnant and drink beer? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. There's only like 17 people that live there. Yeah. We sell a lot of beer. Yeah. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Arizona's 25th. What? Yeah, 29.5. We're right gallons. smack in the middle. Yeah, we're right in the middle. But if you only took Tempe into account, it would be 400 gallons it, per person. Yeah, it would be... 
<laughs> it kind of it kind of peters out as you get towards the end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got some teetotalers up north. Yeah. So uh, so my first song is "I Like Beer" by Tom T. Hall. I thought you might pull it. Yep. I'm de- I definitely did. And uh, he he has this funny thing that to listen for in the third verse where he 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 dreams about he goes to heaven and the water tastes like beer and then the fools turn it into wine. <laughs> So it's kind of hell for him, you know, and right. it's kind of like a class song too because he's he's sort of at, at the point where he's moving up in society. This is off his album, uh, 1975 album. I wrote a song about it, so he's becoming more popular. He has some money. He's making fun of his wife for like sipping on vermouth, and right. people are you know drinking the high class drinks, yeah. and and he's uh, he's sort of like you know I still like beer, man. It, it makes yeah. me mellow. I'm with Tom with this. Like yeah. I have people who see that I drink natty light, and they're like, you can afford more, like. Yeah, yeah, why would you? Why, why would, you would do I that? want to? Why would you drink well, such a low, you know, budget beer? Because I can drink a lot of them, and it's just a social activity, uh-huh. and it an IPA. I'm maybe I'm IPA'd out, or maybe I'm like craft beard uh, out. IPAs I would almost rather. I would almost rather have one of these. Yeah, because I don't want to be tired and like, yeah. uh, like, it, yeah, just weighed down after like an IPA. So the thing about beer, and I can see why people five thousand years ago wanted to drink it, is you know. It, it it does mellow you out. It mellows it, you out without crippling you. Yeah, and you're like, until you've had you're too ready many. to talk and chill out. Your guard it's is down social, a little it's a bit. Social lubricant. It, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And and I'm with you. The IPAs. I I always feel like I have to get those when I go to a bar because I'm like, well, because you're paying the same price. I'm that's paying, the problem. I'm paying half my paycheck is going to this one beer. Right. I want the most for my most paying for that's my. That's the buy. thing. Like you go there and they have like, oh, this is our AZ light lager, and I'm like, well, it's a nine dollar pint. And your your, I mean, I need, your, your IPA I could drink ten of them. Yes, and your IPA that's two percent stronger or three percent stronger is the same price. Yeah, I'm all about uh, beer budget. You know, like for your money, bang yeah. for your buck. Yeah, I'm with you. And you know, playing playing around a horseshoes, Natty Light's gonna go with that you game. You need a, a light better. beer. I, I'm with and you. also, I can walk away from a Natty Light. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not walking away from a half. You know, a half consumed uh, nine dollar <laughs> Hefeweizen. You're not sandbagging that. <laughs> No way. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I like beer by your your great uncle Tom T. Hall. He's the man. Yes. I'm I'm going the whole. So you started. I should rearrange my list, but I'm not going to. Because uh, you started on kind of an upper fun song. Yep. I'm gonna go with kind of a downer song. Awesome. But it's a song people might have listened to last night if they're listening to this podcast on January first. December 31st, they might have listened to Fairy Tale of New York, Pogues uh, and Christy McCall. Yeah. Really, any drinking playlist could just be the best of the Pogues. Totally. I hear, rest in peace, Shane McGowan. Yeah. I hear his voice, and I need to drink. Like, yeah. I don't think, like, if if I was driving a school bus full of kindergartners, I'd be like, don't put any Pogues on my playlist. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't listen to them without a drink in my hand. Uh, yeah, you know, and you know what? Um, one of my regrets is missing them. Not miss, and I miss them on purpose. Um, the Monsters of Folk were playing in Phoenix the same night as Shane McGowan, and uh, we went to a little like a uh, restaurant like place that was open, that it, was, it had opened up in Phoenix, and and the only people that were eating there were going to shows. It was like there was maybe like seven tables. All of us were going to either the Monsters of Folk show or the Shane McGowan show. And uh, I remember thinking, like, the Shane McGowan crew is way cooler. I should have gone. That's the show that really would have been better. And I was asking them, like, have you ever seen them before? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's life-changing. 
he's the quintessential performer. And yeah. my cousin Dave is like a huge Pogues fan. Like he loves Shane McGowan. I watched the documentary with him. Right. Him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have this memory in my, again, like if I know it's, it's very rare, but if I know like I have a day to myself or I'm going to be left alone for a, a extended period of time and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to like really turn, turn tie one on. Mm-hmm. I will put on like the best of the Pogues because I'm not going to lie and say like I'm a huge Pogues fan because sure. I don't know all their stuff. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't consider but the, myself the best of it. Like so. So I, I'm playing Fairy Tale of New York, but I almost you know on my short list was. Oh, I don't have it on my short. Well, list. the Pogues come up again, Cody. Okay, good. I also cho- chose the, a Pogues song. Yes. So uh, and then they have like the. Uh, oh, I'm already. <laughs> this is where this, what happens. Whiskey. Oh, uh, Whiskey River or the no. Whiskey in the bottle, like the Metallica covered it. It's like a classic song. Oh, uh, Whiskey in the Jar. Whiskey in the Jar. I was gonna, pl- I was gonna play their version with the Dubliners, because like, the Dubliners oh. made it prop. Uh, the Dubliners made it popular again in the '60s, oh. but it's like a folklore folkloric song. Oh. It's been around for hundreds of years. Yeah, the Dubliners made it popular in the '60s, and they recorded a version with the Pogues in, in 1990. And I really like that version because you have like these old school guys singing it who are classic. Because yeah. I also like if I have a couple in me, I'll put on some Dubliners. I'll put on like nineteen sixties yeah. like Irish music. Yeah, or the Clancy Brothers. You ever check those? Out? No, but I will. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, this is like my dream. Like if I'm flying to to Ireland, as soon as we leave U.S. airspace, it's nothing but the Pogues. Okay. Until we land. All right. It's gonna really get me in the mood. Yeah, this is okay. This is dangerous because we have other things to do today, and I feel like I'm gonna drink some whiskey right now. Me too, buddy. Cheers, man. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. This is Fairy Tale of New York. Everyone's heard this song. It's it's a song I listen to, and it makes me sad, and I want to be sad when I listen yeah, to this, this song. This is a beautiful tune. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Bill, you have to tell me this. You have to tell the story on air what you just told me. Okay, so I mean, this could be a little inaccurate because this is like 15 years ago. I saw this documentary on Shane McGowan with my cousin Dave. He showed it to me. And there was this whole portion about Shane McGowan's family. I think it was his uncle who worked in the coal mine his whole life, and he didn't believe in taking baths. So he never took a bath, never took a shower, and they finally convinced him he needed to do that. <laughs> so he he, uh, he takes a bath or a shower, one of the two, and then he like instantly dies. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, that guy should have just continued. Like, maybe he was protected. He was like, his skin is protected by, like, years and years of soot. Yeah. Uh, like so I don't, and I don't know how accurate that is in the first place, or my memory of the <laughs> right. <laughs> Either way, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So after a beautiful love song to the city of New York, what's next, Bill? All right. So uh, my bar- my boy Kurt Vile just came out with a new EP, and he covers "Passenger Side" by Wilco. So that would have been. A, I was actually toying with doing the Wilco. Uh, song when we were talking about this because it's one of the better like it's funny it, it, it kind of like reminds me of that bumper sticker like don't drink and drive you might hit a bump and spill your beer right so it's kind of like a play on that bumper sticker or something but um Kurt Vile is one of my all-time favorite guys I, at this point he's kind of moved way up the ranks and he might be my number one um his version of the song is almost sweeter uh he kind of did you ever see that movie, uh, American movie? No. I know what you're talking about, but no. Oh, really? Okay, so there's this, like, um, you know, it's the whole premise of the movie is these two dudes are trying to make a horror movie or whatever, something like that. And uh, he's got his, he's got this, like, best friend who's who was, used to be an alcoholic. And, he's, and he had to, oh, he's an alcoholic. He had to stop drinking. 
there's like a funny scene where he's like addicted to gambling and they're like he's like he has like no like he kind of talks monotone and he's like well gambling sometimes you win sometimes you lose but with alcohol you always lose <laughs> like that kind of guy right but he's such a sweet guy and he's always there for the the main character who's complete fuck up like he's constantly he has no concept of reality right but he he's this creative soul and he's got this like really dear friend and Kurt Vile like embodies that spirit in the song. This is a dude, he's in the passenger side of a car. He just needs a ride. He's kind of like, at one point he's almost telling the girl like, I wish that I could be with you. But the girl driving, but I know that I'm, I'm just like too messed up. Uh, uh, if you stop at the bank, I'll get some money. I'll put some gas in your car. Like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my license back eventually. And it could be a super sad song, but instead it's like sweet and endearing. I just think it's a really, it's the other kind of drunk person. Like not the, not the guy that wants to get in a fight, but the guy that's just like a super sweetheart. And I don't know. I, I, I love this cover. I think it's a good one. All right. And I want to, I want to give props to Kurt Vile because we've never played him. Yeah. I'm not a Kurt Vile uh, listener, but I know uh, because, so when we started the Instagram account, OYTG pod, mm -hmm. Uh, I just started following people that, that I knew we liked. Yeah. And so I, I follow Kurt Vile on our Instagram yeah. and he's up there a lot. Like he just did a, like a little, like a little thing in the living room with his daughter on oh, drums. Oh yeah, that was so sweet. It's adorable. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, she, she doesn't have the, the chops yet, but it's adorable. <laughs> I, 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 I could listen to only Kurt Vile at this point. He's, he's, he's definitely ahead of, uh, Evan Bando. Way ahead. Oh. Way ahead. He's way up there, man. There's a Kurt Vile record for every mood. Keep going, Kurt. That is that is sweet as hell. It is beautiful. Man. It is. Uh, my next song is just a straight up drinking song. So much so that it's called Drinking Song <laughs> by uh, Old Ninety Sevens. This is off their twenty seventeen album Graveyard Whistling. Okay, I've never listened to this one. Yeah. So when we saw them earlier this year, remember how close we were on to the stage? Yeah. When this tour came about, uh, Michelle and I saw them in Flagstaff at like some shit kicker country bar. Yeah. And that was the first time I had been that close to the stage. And, like, like Rhett's, like, bulge was literally, like, five inches from my face. Oh, you should have moved, Cody. <laughs> that's a, that's a strange... That's a, <laughs> that's a strange choice. Oh, we're up next to the stage? This is where I want to be. We're right in this spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I but don't know. So, we, so we have... I have to okay. hang it. We got framed earlier in this year. <laughs> you can hang it. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. No, at this show, <laughs> we bought a signed show poster. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Okay. Signed show poster. And I we got it framed earlier this year, but it's just sitting on the floor of my living room. Yeah. I haven't, like, hung it yet. Yeah. Uh, but you'll get around it's, to it when you... When, it's too many beers. Yeah. it's uh, But it's off this tour, Graveyard Whistling, which is a pretty good album. Uh, and this is just called Drinking Song. It's just a straight-up old 97 song about drinking. It's pretty simple. You can't get much better. Like, I love yeah. a honky-tonk. Yep. Yeah. Barn burner. Yeah, I know my brother Clint would be all over that. Yeah. Oh man, again. <clears throat> old ninety sevens are keep 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 on keeping on. That's the thing. A lot of bands that I liked early in their career, yeah. I liked them because of what they were. And then a lot of them want to expand or kind of do different genres or whatever. Yeah. I love the old ninety sevens. They're they do what they do, they do it well, and they keep knocking yeah. them out. Did, did you check out a solo? stuff though i listen to one or two and it's it's a little different but i like it yeah me too and yeah. I, I love that he he kind of like has okay this is a song for the old 97s this is a song for my pop thing. right it's cool yeah it's nice all right what's next bill 
My next one is uh, One Mint Julep by that guy, uh, Louis Prima. And I guess Keely Smith is on it as well. Like, like Louis Prima, like the Cuban band leader? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think he's Cuban. I'm not sure exactly. It's off his album Breaking It Up from 1958. So it's pretty old. Yeah. It's not considered his best work. Uh, and and I, I honestly love this album, so I, I don't really know what is... I guess I've never actually checked him out beyond this. He sang that song... Uh, I ain't got, got nobody. 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 Sad lonely, sad lonely. So right. his Before whole, David Lee Roth. Yeah, did. I feel like he was Italian. For some reason, in my brain, he was an Italian oh, guy. I don't he, know. He probably is. Okay. So in my, um, there is a version of me. There's like lots of versions of me. Most of them are the sad and lonely guy. But there is a version of me after I've had a beer or two, or if I'm just around the right people, where I feel like the way this guy's singing this song. Like, and then it, it is such a, it makes me feel like, oh man. Great. Makes me feel loose. Like, I want to have another beer. You know, like, right. this is that whole guy. It's like, uh, it's a little schlocky, a little orchestrated, but it's uh, it's very fun. And, and, and I do love mint juleps. And um, the first time I ever had one was because Chris and I went to see, like, the Kentucky Derby at some bar that you could buy a ticket and try yeah. to win money. I had no idea the Kentucky Derby is, like, one minute long. So the fastest, yeah. it's like all this buildup, like people show up in these gigantic hats. You're like, oh, I'm like, this is going to be a grueling horse race. It's like over before you even finish your mint julep. Yeah, it's like a mile. It's a short race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's bourbon, mint, uh, simple syrup, crushed over ice. Yeah. And uh, it's supposed to be served in a pewter cup. Mine was in a plastic cup because it was the freaking yeah. Kentucky Derby at a dive bar. Yeah, it's like the it's like a version of a mule. Mules are supposed to be served in copper cups. It's like that. Okay. But I want I want copper cups. Well, yeah, I have a copper cup. Do you? Does you it stay cold? It. Does this I don't want yours, but does it stay cold longer? Is it Maybe a little does bit? Does it change the flavor at all? I don't know. I don't drink I feel like it. it might, right? Like a little copper like have water in a copper cup. I feel like that would give it a little bit of I'm not a cocktail a... guy for the most part. You're not. No. Straight up whiskey right now. Whiskey beer. Cheap wine. This is this is almost a Parker. If we had Jim Beam. Yep. I don't Parker, like Parker I don't, was I don't a, like Jim Beam. Yeah, Parker. When I would go out with Parker, we would always get a beer and a shot of Jim Beam. It's Dave Parker, a Zia record and New York City legend. Yeah, good friend. Yep. Good man. Oh yeah, I just saw his uh death anniversary just came up five years ago. Not Damn. that long ago. It's so crazy. Yeah. I mean not that long ago, five years, but also not that long ago was the anniversary. Uh all right. So Louis Prima, what's the name of the song? Again? One mint julep. One mint julep. I'm it's gonna, fun. I'm gonna need half a dozen. <laughs> All right, so I have a question for you, Bill. Before I uh, play my next track, okay. Did you pull the replacements? Did not. I almost did. They were in my short list. I had two or three songs, but I didn't pull them. So I had two or three songs too. The obvious one is "Here Comes a Regular." Didn't even think of it. What? No, I forgot about that one. So I still might go with that, but they also have a B-side called Beer for Breakfast. That's much Thought punkier. Of that Thought of that one. It's much punkier and faster. So again, last week, uh, our last episode on the podcast, I had a thing like, this is the better song, but this is the better experience, maybe. Beer for Breakfast is... <clears throat> so I'm going to let you choose. Beer for Breakfast is a faster, punkier, knock them out. Yeah. But it's I just played one of those with the old 97s, kind of. Yeah. Here Comes a Regular, to me, is one of my... F- favorite why am i even asking it's yeah, gotta think, be here comes a regular here comes a regular uh, can i tell you the songs i was, I yeah, was gonna choose sure i was gonna choose mr Worley, where he personifies the spins he doesn't want to be visited by mr Worley. it's pretty oh the spins are the worst it is and it's so great because the song starts out it's like oh rock just it's a party it's like 
Mr. Worley, please don't call me. And then it, it, I, to me, that's like early Westerberg genius. And then the other one was, uh, let me see, it's gotta be on my list. Uh, oh, willpower. And uh, that is just such a, a powerful, he, he might've been talking about alcohol, but he couldn't have been talking about anything. Just the idea of like the need of like drawing on your willpower right. and how hard that is to do yeah, at certain times. It's tough. Um, and he was a young man at that. That's off uh, Hootenanny, which is like, you know, that's, my first favorite right. album. So yeah, those are the two I was debating on, but they just didn't make it. Just, just missed. All right. Well, I don't have any notes then off of, uh, on here comes a regular cause I wasn't going to pull it, but I think it's on Tim, right? Yeah. And here's the thing that I would say, and Mike Mortimer and I were talking about this cause they just re-released the Tim right. album. And it, I it listened is, to it. I actually prefer the original. I don't like the remaster. So does Mike. So does Mike. Yeah. And I, I like the remaster, better for some reasons because to me i can i can basically listen to it with fresh ears i feel like and be like oh this if this if this is the way i heard it it would be amazing but i have this lifetime of memories of listening to it this particular way right i don't like the way they remastered this song they messed it up and same with waitress in the sky like waitress in the two sky of my favorite these are my two favorite songs of this album. yeah waitress in the sky they kind of ruin i feel like kind of the um the humor and the like lightness of that song gets taken away. Like it was almost like they was he was listening to it on a purely sonic level, and he didn't understand that part of the appeal was the old mix, the snarky and the yeah. yeah. It's just like not you know because I think I, I'm not sure, but I think Paul Westbrook's sister might have been a flight attendant. So oh, it wasn't meant to be as mean, but it sounds right. meaner on the new remaster. Oh, okay. And then uh, here comes a regular. They made it schlocky. Like I didn't like. I, oh, this is this is a love song. To bars by a guy who realizes it's probably a problem to be singing a love song to a bar. He needs to break up with this bar. Right. He really, his life has really gotten bad. And in this song always reminds me, uh, it's so weird. <clears throat> There's a guy who used to come into the market. He came in every morning, but on Saturday and Sunday mornings, he would come in alone and he would always be so hungover. And he's a lonely guy. And he's a nice guy. His name is Ralph. <laughs> he was such a nice guy, little guy, like a little like uh, wiry fella. Worked for an oil company, and I always really liked him. But when I heard this song, I'd already known this guy, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this song is about people like Ralph. Yeah, and it really took. I think of I can visualize him perfectly to this day. Every time I hear this song, this song. So there. Sometimes when I'm drinking, I like to go to bars when I'm drinking, and yeah, I'll, I'll go to bar, I'll go to bars by myself. And sometimes when I'm at a bar by myself and it's towards the end of the night and it's about time to go home, I think romantic, like, I can think about it, this, the idea of, like, doing this every day. Yeah. Like, I, w I wish I could just do this every day. Wow. And I think about I've it. I've never had that thought. I think about yet. it romantically while knowing it's a bad idea. Yeah, it's horrible. Cause... And that's what this song to me personifies. Yeah. It's like it's a it's a romantic song about a bad idea that the narrator knows is a bad idea, yeah. but there's still something super romantic and appealing about it. It's a beautiful song, yeah, but it's very sad. Yes, and and appropriate for them. I'm glad you thought of it. I can't believe it didn't even occur to me to play the song. Yeah. So also check out Beer for Breakfast if you want a punkier, heavier, fun song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is here comes a regular. It just might be my favorite song off ten. Thank you. 
so we could put the replacements up there with the Pogues as maybe just perfect drinking music. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Oh for sure. Just put on get get your dig your old CD your you know your CD player that played multiple discs. Yeah, and just put in the Pogues and it's and funny the you say that man because when they came out with the like greatest hits, it had like a ship sinking on it. I can't remember the name of it, uh, but it was like a double live or double greatest hits album. And I don't know if Mike lived out here yet. I don't think he did. I think I called him on the phone. It was back when I talked to people on the phone. Yeah. And uh, we were like listening to it, and I got really drunk all alone. And and it there it's it's almost like muscle memory. But with you weren't alone. You were on the phone with Mike. Oh, just for a minute. Oh, I was just like, hey, did you get oh, the I new compilation? Guys, no, it was, we weren't having like a, it wasn't you know it cost money back party, then. Right, it wasn't yeah, listening. That was party, a, right. he would have been in New Jersey. I can't. I wasn't rich. Right. <laughs> but but I remember that like uh, that feeling of like oh my gosh. And, and it's like it just it does like pull up that adolescent like sort of like uh, that's when you're first like you have a beer and you're like oh it's so much easier to talk to people yeah you know? and the replacements give you that back you know yeah. and, then, and then they sing about heartbreak you're like I know what that's like you know and it, you're like well, totally like, identified that's, with. A, that's the thing about drinking is obviously it needs to be done in in moderation and it needs to be done in a in a safe space or something like that but yeah, like you got the safe space part down Cody yeah but you were so <laughs> you were saying like uh, when we when we fired up this morning to record or this afternoon you're like oh maybe I need a coffee I gotta like get myself going yeah you're going now and you've had a couple sips of whiskey that's right you know yeah that's right oh boy yeah that's true it's fun you and me codes yeah middle aged dudes who like to sip on the just on the hellfire I'm sitting here in my sock foot drinking natty Fire light water. natty light and Seagrams baby uh what is next Bill I'm having a lot of fun on this episode all right so this one is uh this one's special because I'm in the title. It's a uh, one bourbon, one scotch, and one bill. <laughs> it's such a great, such a great song. It's one of our favorite songs. Like Miles and I listen to it all the time. Is it George Thurgood and the Destroyers. No, it's John Lee Hooker. Oh, it's John Lee Hooker. This is this is his version. It might have been a song before. I don't know. I, I don't know if he made if he made this up. Yeah, or... there's a song called One Scotch, One Bourbon, One Beer. This one's about me, Cody. <laughs> It says beer on the on the record. Oh. It does say beer, but he says Bill because I think uh, he was like reaching through the space time continuum for me. All right. Because it, it's a live album, so I'm in the audience. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I, I, when I listen to it, every time I hear it, I, I really do. He, it, listen to it. He, it does sound like he says one bourbon, one scotch, and one Bill. I'm pretty sure he's like talking about a dude called Bill, or maybe he was saying like two drinks, put them on one tab. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> he wanted a dude called Bill. So this song this song is dedicated all, to all the we Bills. We all want a dude named Bill. It's just the, all the Bills in the world. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is the one song that Miles does like. Uh, he he was super into John Lee Hooker. We I, I played this album. It's it's uh, live at Cafe Go-Go. I got it at a Screaming Dog at Zia for a dollar or a quarter or something, you know. And uh, it's, it also has Live at Soul Dead Prison on it. Which is like a fun album to listen to. It's two different bands, both live. Sold that prison. He starts playing Bang Bang Bang, which is about like killing somebody. Uh, and the band starts playing so hot, and the audience starts getting so crazy that they pull the plug. So they have that on the record, like they can shut down. Right. It's so super fun. Don't rile them up. But this one is uh, he's playing with um, Muddy Waters band. I guess they were both playing that night, and Muddy Waters band is his backup band. Otis Band's on piano. Some guy called Luther Snake Boy Johnson's on guitar. <clears throat> and it occupies that space. I was actually, when I was looking, I knew I wanted the live version, but I wasn't sure maybe there was a better live version than this record. The one on his greatest hits is live, but it's like got that traditional blues. You know what I mean? It sounds like traditional blues where it's like full 
you know, 18 bar blue or 12 bar blues or whatever. So it's just like perfect. This is a little more loose. They weren't his actual band. They're playing sympathetically, but it almost feels like it could like fall apart, which is like I said, I've said many times, that's my favorite. Right. So this is a great, um, a great song and it's nice to be name checked. He is 100% saying one bourbon, one scotch, one bill. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah, that's why it's dedicated to all the bills out there. I love that. Man, you're so lucky. (laughs) I know. I feel that way. Wow, you're blessed. (laughs) This song is a song that came out in 2015, and my wife and I, every time we hear it, we love it. Mm. Because there's a line in it that the guy just screams, son of a bitch, get me a drink. Mm Mm-hmm. So we love this song. I've never listened to any other music by this guy, but it's uh, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like this guy. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how many albums he did solo, but this is a self-titled album for with the Night Sweats, again, from 2015. And we just heard this on like the radio, like alternative radio. Yeah. And we just love the line, give me a drink. And apparently the song, though, is more about like a problem drinker because uh, yeah. it's called SOB and it's about like, you know, going pushing a little too far, maybe. Yeah. But it's a great song. I'm a simple guy. If someone screams, son of a bitch, give me a drink in a song, it, I'm going to like it. Yeah, that's, a, you know, it's very direct. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's also scary when, give me a beer. Like, for some reason, that, that sends chills. Like, in a movie, when a person says that, you're like, okay, that guy's someone to be scared of, right? Yeah. Because he could have said, hey, do you mind grabbing me a beer? Yeah, could you give me a beer? There's, yeah. Give me a beer. Yeah. It's scary. It is scary. Yeah, it's weird. There's not much more to say about this song. It's it's kind of a bluesy, folk, rocky, you know, it's it's kind of Americana, but kind of more bluesy. Okay. Yeah, he's soulful. I I can kind of picture him in my head, I think. I don't know how I know what he looks like. He looks like me, but he wears suspenders and can play musical instruments. And he's he's not 5'6 on a good day. Oh, he's taller? I think I might have just turned you on to someone you're going to check out. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of twists and turns in that yeah, song. Yeah, there's, there's some gospel vibe to it. There's some blues and soul vibe to it. And it's on the radio? That song was a, like a big radio hit. Wow, that's so surprising to me. Yeah. Wow, I mean, cool. I've never Before coming across it to do this playlist, I've only ever heard it on the radio. Wow, I've never heard it. Yep. I, I, don't, I don't even know how I know who that and guy I, is. And I think that guy, Nathaniel Rateliff, I think he has a lot of solo albums, maybe one with the Night Sweats. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. All right. So my next, my next track, uh, this is a callback to our country episode. Actually, there's a lot of there's a lot of I noticed like on those lists of like best drinking songs, they're Mm -hmm. almost all modern country songs. And it made me like sick to my or they're like uh, going to go into the club and like getting fucked up like hip hop songs, which are not my favorite kind of hip hop. Right. Right. And definitely not my favorite kind of country. Well, this is old. This is 1968. Uh, this is Merle Haggard. This one I I did a deep dive on Merle Haggard. And I realized a great last name for a dude who lived a lot of the 60s Haggard. Yeah, and he actually has a uh, like a compilation album that's called Drinking Songs. So okay. this is on there, but this is also on uh, on another album. Uh, but it it was a song that I heard on that uh, when I was doing that. And I, was, I thought it was hilarious because it reminded me of you. It's called Little Old Wine Drinker Me. So I did a little research, and uh, I just was wondering where where that even comes from because it doesn't really fit with like the way I picture Merle Haggard saying like Little Old Wine Drinker Me. You know, it seems kind of weird. But what I found out was it was actually a hit for this guy, uh, for that actor, Robert Mitchum. Uh-huh. Yeah, like 1967. Dean Martin had a hit on it. 
But um, somebody else wrote it. I can't remember who. But there was a... Uh, oh, Hank Mills. It's a parody of a wine commercial that was really big in the 60s. Uh, there was this wine company called the Swiss Colony Wine Company. So I went and found the jingle. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have the kind of podcast where I can play it. But I'll, I'll kind of act it out. There's like these ladies that are like... Who says it's aged in wood? Who says it tastes so good? And then they cut to this old man in suspenders and he goes, that little old winemaker, me. He says that like three times through the commercial. It's so funny. It's so weird. I never wanted video for this podcast more than just now. <laughs> so, he's got his hands, his thumbs in his suspenders. And, and so that became like a really funny catchphrase and evidently people were walking around saying it. So this song is little old wine drinker me. And Merle Haggard played it on uh, on his uh, album in 1968, at the Mama Mama Tried album, the seventh studio album. And uh, his voice is amazing. Yeah. It. And it's just, it is a funny and sad song. It's like, it hits all the buttons for me. This is a great tune. Yeah, I think Mama Tried might be one of those, because uh, you mentioned it's on this album, so it just yeah. made me think like, Mama Tried might be like, if you need one perfect country song. Oh, oh yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. That whole, Mama Tried is... an album, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be Mama good. Mama Tried if is... It's, if it's on this album, it's got to be a good song. It is. It's so good. Little old wine drinker me. And you know I like my cheap wine. It's Cody. That song could be about me because the fool in the corner crying... In a honky tonk, after having a couple, that could easily be me. Totally, yeah. I get I, this. You, you, you told me that you get emotional when you. Yeah, it used to not, not it used to not happen, but uh, in the last, I would say, decade or so, it's really come on. I mean, not this. I mean, light beer and like one whiskey, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. But you know, like if it was a more. Yeah. If I was drinking IPAs and some whiskey. Have you ever had an embarrassing moment where you started crying in front of people because you've been drinking? Like that's definitely only happened. only my wife. Oh, really? And it's happened several times, especially <sighs> when something like comes up with the kids. We're talking about the boys. Yeah. And I've had a few or whatever, or, you know, like my friends from the people that we know that we're friends with, if there's something going on with them that yeah. makes me sad. Yeah. Because uh, I am like, I'm like, she'll be the first to tell you I'm super emotional. Yeah. Like if I've had, if, 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 you know, later tonight, if, if someone said, one of our friends said something that was very sad, I would get super kind of. Not clingy, but like emotional. I'd be like, mm. oh, how, you know, because yeah. I just, things affect me a lot more now that I've had adult kids, right? So right. when you're raising kids, it's like, oh, we got to do this, this, this. There's so much going on and right. all this. And then to a point, you get to the point where they don't need you for anything except emotional support. And I'm not good at that. Really? Like, I'm better, yeah. like, oh, you need me to help you build something or you need uh, something with this. Yeah, I hear that. But the constant worrying about uh, my children. When all I can do is offer them emotional support, right? Uh, yeah, it gets me super sad a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, especially if they're not around. Yeah, right? you have to be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember one time at uh, Mike's house. Mike used to have like a basement. We'd play ping pong down there. And I've seen photos. Our friend Dave was there at a party with you guys, and there's photos. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> we're down there, and I think I'd like broken up with my high school girlfriend or something that day. But like everybody else's girlfriend was there, right? And I'm like sitting there with a bunch of couples and me and a Bruce Springsteen song was on. I don't oh, know which no. one it was, but it, it was one matter. of the, it was one of the Bruce Springsteen songs where he's lamenting about how hard life is. I started weeping. 
on a couch. I'm like seven, like 18, maybe. That's the thing. It's not a manly cry when you're unemotional and you've been drinking. Oh, it is a it is a three-year-old weeping. Oh, Cody. And then here's the worst part. I just remember two of the girlfriends like sitting next to each other. And they're like, I was sitting, I was still like three feet away from them. Oh. And they're like, I didn't know what to do. We just started crying. <laughs> and I was like. I'm still just sitting right here. I felt like such a fool. And it was like, it, and it was because it was, we were drinking Keystone Light, you know? Yeah. And I probably had like it's way, fine, way too many beer. of them. Yeah. Like I drank them way too fast and everybody else is still like in their, in their head. And I was like, uh, yeah. So that's the other thing. Like the embarrassing uh, emotional outburst that happened with alcohol can be. Yeah. I tend to, when I see it coming on now and sometimes it'll happen when I'm watching a movie, but it always has to do with, Oh, when I watch a movie that always it always happens. has to do with someone's relationship to their children or someone's relationship to somebody else. Yeah, It's a wonderful life. Kills it, it gets me. So, but norm, so now normally I'll like get up and I'll like go into the, like with the bathroom, or, like I got to pee, Yeah. but I'll come back and my wife will look at me and she'll be like, you didn't have to leave the room. Right. Like she knows. Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, but also I used to never, and I don't know if this, this isn't always drinking. Sometimes this happens when I'm sober, but <laughs> I also cry now for good things. And I never used to, I never used to make me emotional, like good things wow. never used to make me emotional. But if I see an uplifting story yeah. on a show that I'm watching, sometimes I get like a little, like, oh, oh I my do God. that too. I only, in real life, I only cry if I'm reading a book or watching a film or a TV show or something. And and the happy things get me harder than everything now. Yeah. Like, have you seen that show Reservoir Dogs or Reservation Dogs? Reservation I mean, Dogs, not yet. Oh, that show. I would say season two and season three. I, I cried a little bit in every single episode, <laughs> and and it, I don't even understand why. But it, it is one of the best shows I've ever seen. It's it's way up there, like up with The Wire, and um, and uh, Deadwood. Yeah, I need to check and it out. And Ted Lasso. Yeah. Like I yeah you're gonna love it Cody but it is it is emotional it's an emotional roller coaster and and it's only thirty minutes a pop so that's like the best right because when it becomes too much for you yeah but I'm I'm not you watching fucking cry baby I'm not watching the show with any alcohol either right you know, oh you're just, pro- you're just a that's cry just baby. like <laughs> yeah I'm just like I cannot control the weepies yeah yeah so but yeah anyways that I. I highly recommend it any anybody check out Reservation Dogs best show All right. in years nice. For sure. Uh, so the last two songs have been kind of uh, bluesy, Americana, kind of uh, honky-tonkish. I'm going to go the whole other direction, and I found this song on lists of best drinking songs. Okay. And I always wanted to check out this band, never did, the House Martins. This song came out. It's called Happy Hour. This song Do you know t- House Martin is a bird? I didn't know that. It's a kind of bird. Well, okay. it's also a band from England <laughs> in the 80s. Uh, and this is off their album. Uh, I love this album title. So they're from Hole, England, mm-hmm. and their album title is London Zero Hole Four. So they, they, their album title is just a football score uh, from 1986. It's just a catchy song from a band I know that I would like if I ever. I've always thought this would be a band I like. Oh, I know what song you're going to play. It's called Happy Hour. Yeah, it was a big hit. It reached yeah. number three in the UK yeah, and this Ireland. This is a good tune. Yeah, yeah. So they're often compared to the Smiths. Yep. And they were kind of a. Not as good as the Smiths. No, but at the same exact time, though. Kind of when yeah. the Smiths were peaking, they were peaking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, like I said, this uh, this song reached number three in the UK and this Ireland. That's a great tune. I'm glad you picked it. But also, out of the four members of the band, two of them formed the Beautiful South oh. afterwards. That was and, a big band, too. I like those guys. And the other one is Fatboy Slim, Norman Cook. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? <laughs> so the dude who had Weapon of Choice with Christopher Walken in his video... 
20 years earlier was in the House Martins. You got, how did I not know that? I had no idea. I, I don't know I Fat, Fat Boy Slim just like arrived out of nowhere. And I had no idea he was that old when Fat Boy Slim became Fat Boy Slim. He was an yeah, older gentleman. He would have been in his 20s and the 80s. So he would have been in his 40s when he transformed into Fat Boy Slim. Or, or at least 50s. the 30s. 30s. Maybe. Late 30s maybe. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is from uh, 1986, The House Martins with Happy Hour. Yeah, that 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 always strikes. Like we we sometimes talk about how Britpop just rips off '60s mm-hmm. British Invasion kind of music. Mm-hmm. That could have been a song from like 1967. Oh, totally. With no modification, like you could have just released that '967, and you would have just rode the Beatles' coattails into America. <laughs> yeah, 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 for, for sure. sure. Uh, all right, I have one more, and you have two more, or one more, one more, just one, one more. more. All yeah. right, we're getting close to wrapping this up. I should finish my whiskey. Yeah, give it a. This is uh, this song is called Whiskey. You're the devil. And this is from the Pogues, but the original version, the version that I had, I, I had a mixtape. I, I, my geometry teacher in high school used to always give us like bonus points if we could like uh, answer some kind of music question. And I, and I would always, I'd always get it right. Usually be, sometimes it'd be the only points I got. And it would be like, uh, you know, he was like, who was Echo and Echo and the Bunnyman? That kind of question. So who, who was Echo and Echo and the Bunnyman? The drum machine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, or the keyboards, but um, one of those things I remember it at the time. But uh, and, cool, and that was cool the rumor. Teacher. He was super cool, Mister yeah. Rogers was his name. And uh, I was like, I'm going to make you a mix, man. So I made him a mix, and he was really like, Wow, thank you. And he made me a mix, and it was they outs- call they call that grooming nowadays. <laughs> oh no, 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 he was not. But um, he. Um, he he threw this song on there, and it's Whiskey of the Devil, and he put the one by the Clancy Brothers on it. So it was the first time I'd heard it. And I was, like, kind of amazed at how good this tune was. And he, he'd recorded it. It was funny. He recorded it on a tape, and it ran out halfway through side A. So he flipped it, and then he went back a little bit more because he recorded it off of a record. And then he recorded the second half of the song on side B. So I, I remember that because I remember trying to, fight, like, splice it together on another mix that I made for somebody. But um, I wanted to play something for Shane McGowan because you know it's at that time, and uh, they do a really cool cover of it, and it's it's like a it's an old song. I guess the lyrics date back to like the 1700s, and um, it starts right off with like men going to war, drinking whiskey. There's even talk about America, and just this idea that uh, you know there's whiskey in the jar. That that line comes from this song, and. Uh, it's going to lead them astray, but that's what dudes going into battle want. They want the whiskey. And I guess, you know, looking into it a little bit, I was kind of just like looking at the history of whiskey, and it was easy to transport. Beer, you get more bang for your bad. buck from whiskey, right. right? So it's just like less. It's more condensed. A barrel of whiskey is going to get more people drunk than a barrel of beer. Right. So they would carry whiskey into battle. So it's a marching song. It's kind of got that rhythm, and, and the Pogues kill it. It's fun. It's just as good as the Clancy Brothers version. Yeah, what did a, what an... Uh... What a perfect podcast to have two songs by the Pogues on. Totally. All right, I got one more song, Bill. Before we do that, yeah. I've had a lot of fun on this episode. Me too. This if is a good If people one. enjoyed it, they could email us at oytgpod at gmail.com. Okay. Follow us on Instagram, oytgpod. I hope you do it. Do it. Yeah, sure. Su- this support one. support your yeah. local bands. Tell us what uh tell us what beer or whiskey you drank while listening to it. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be a fun a fun activity. Because yeah. I, I, I think that people can't find time to listen to podcasts. You gotta make time. Yeah. So if you make the time, maybe you and your buddy want to have a beer and you can just like listen to this. Or maybe yeah. you're no longer drinking beer and you just want to have a soda. Right. Uh and, and uh and go through the, the muscle memory of the 
of the hand going to the mouth. And, you know. Yeah. I think this is also a perfect time to wrap up this uh, this episode. Let's wrap it up. Things are happening. Uh, this song is called Six Pack to Go. It's by Hank Thompson and his Brazos Valley Boys. Brazos Valley Boys from 1966. I know about this song because it is the theme song of the great podcast Six Pack that I listen to. Oh. Two Australians share a six pack of beer and they play songs. Nice. It's a great podcast. It's called Six Pack. Check it out. This album consists of 12 songs all related to drinking by Hank Thompson and the Brazos Valley Boys. The song is just called Six Pack to Go. It's about... Package liquor, basically like leaving the bar, gonna need a six pack to go. Awesome. Mm-hmm.